And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against network groups who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's going on, guys? Zach here. Hope you're having an amazing day. I'm excited to spend a few minutes with you guys and just talk to you about a couple things that are uh, just super important with signing people up, enrolling people, and especially if you are enrolling people uh, using any of the tactics that we talk about. But honestly, this is going to be really, really helpful for you um, regardless uh, of who, or excuse me, regardless of how you are actually enrolling people in your team. So I'm going to give you a couple closing uh, tips, closing uh, pieces of advice on how to sign more people up, okay? So the very first thing, this is kind of the groundwork that we all need to understand, is that servitude begins when someone invests. So I know that the vast majority of people in network marketing are very service-oriented, um, in a lot of ways, you know, self-sacrificing. A lot of network marketers almost have the personality types of like a pastor rather than, you know, like a, a hyper-capitalistic business owner. And that's that's great, right? But one of the things that can do is that can kind of uh, screw up our our viewpoint as to like what we're actually trying to accomplish. And so when we're in a sales environment, which you know, if you don't want to call it a sales environment, you can call it something else, right? You're, you're sorting, you're sifting, you're helping people make a decision, you're consulting, you're being a coach, whatever the case might be. I don't really care. I'm just using, I'm, I just usually use the word closing because I come from a sales background, but it doesn't mean that you have to. So when you're taking someone from where they are into signing up in your business, that process is helping that person make a decision to move their life forward. You can call it, you're coaching that person, you're consulting that person, you can call it your filtering. You can call it closing. You know, again, it doesn't matter. But the biggest thing that I want you to know, and this is a this is a huge lie of the sales world. Okay, is that the biggest thing that I want you to know is that you're not really serving anyone until that person enrolls. Okay, so if you get on the phone with someone five times and you just keep on educating them and keep on talking to them, that's great. That really is. But it but you're not actually helping them. Okay. You help them when that person makes a decision to invest in themselves, step outside of their comfort zone, and actually move in to working on their future. That's when you start serving them. That's when you begin serving them. So you can't serve someone until they get started. 
And that means they have to invest, right? They have to invest in your program. They have to invest in your company. They actually have to put their money where all of their mouth is because their money represents their their life force, right? It represents time that they've put into other areas of their work. They've literally traded their time to get this thing called money. So they literally, they're literally putting something from their history into their future by investing money. And if they don't do that, they're not invested enough to ever have your servitude language land in their heart and actually help them in any meaningful way. So they have to invest. Okay, so whenever I get on the phone with someone, my my thought process is always if this person should get in my business, right? And there's plenty of people that should not, but if this person should get in my business, so if they should be closed, and if they can be, okay, so if they should be and they can be. Now, the only reason someone cannot be is if they don't have the money, and the only way that I will ever accept that for myself is that if I'm one hundred percent positive they don't have the money. 100% positive. No, there's no, there's no, there's not even a shred of doubt, right? So that means I'm going to have to build a lot of trust with them to really understand where they're at financially to make sure that I can check that box for myself. So if they can be and they should be. So it's my goal to, of course, find that out in our conversation. And if I find that out that they can be and should be, I'm going to do everything in my power to help them make a decision to invest in themselves because that's when I can start serving them. Now, again, I'm coming from a place where, you know, I feel like I have a fairly decent mix of kind of a business owner mind and a self-sacrificial kind of like pastor mind, right? And so sometimes, you know, depending on how you, how much you know me, you might think like that, that statement I just said is like hyper, like super capitalistic business guy, just trying to sell everyone. That's not really my personality. I'm more of kind of the, like, I want to serve people. But I understand deeply to my core that I'm not going to serve anyone until they invest in themselves and make a decision to move forward. So if I'm going to truly serve them, I need to help them make that jump, right? Just like if you were an actual pastor, that when you really start serving someone is when they start taking uh, these, when you start coaching someone on making these really tough decisions, they start making these really tough decisions that are highly uncomfortable for them. That's when they really get served, right? So same thing. I just understand this. So I want you to understand this. So if someone, if I'm on the phone and someone can be closed and should be closed, I'm going to do everything in my power to do that. Now, the main thing that I want to get across, there's actually, there's really two things. Well, that was first one. There's kind of two tactics kind of underneath this. The first one is recognize that, and you got to use your brain a little bit here, but if someone is ready to make an enrollment, ready to make a purchase, you got to do everything in your power to help them make that purchase. You have to help them make it. So I've seen some people on my own team recently that get all caught up in the technical stuff. And like, basically I had a couple people that like literally didn't have the right links to sign someone up. And so they postponed the enrollment because they couldn't find the right link. And you could probably guess what happened next. They found the link days later and the person never signed up because when the iron is hot, you got to strike. And so what's the fix to that? Well, the fix to that is to just sign the freaking person up using whatever link you can possibly find. And once you have them in momentum, you can fix it later. So whatever that means, right? Like sign them up under some random person. It doesn't even matter. Just figure it out. Make the close. And 
assuming that you can figure it out, which you probably can, then figure it out. So again, use, use your brain cell, right? Like figure, figure out how to make sure that you do this right. You don't want to like cause yourself a huge amount of extra stress. But like if someone is in our team and our company and they have someone on like ready to sign up, like I literally, I just had to have this conversation with, you know, like our, uh, like our top people. It's like, guys, like just make the freaking enrollment. Like if you use the wrong link on the rebel side, we can fix it, right? Like we can reassign the sale. We reassign the enrollment to whoever needs to go to. We can make sure the commissions get paid out properly. We can make sure that your customer gets the right access. On the company side, the network marketing company side, if you, if you sign up the person in the wrong spot, we can fix it. If you put them under you know, some random person in Timbuktu, we can fix it, right? Like we can fix all of that stuff. So you want to empower your people to be able to do that. And then, of course, get the empowerment for yourself so that you never end up in a crappy position like a couple of our people just ended up in because they literally got so hung up on a stupid link that they ended up missing sales for themselves. Meanwhile, we have people that don't get hung up on stupid links and they don't have that issue. Number two is this is a trick that I learned from the car sales business. Um, which depending on uh, where you come from, that can sound, you know, slimy. Um, it, it wasn't, you know, not all car, not all car sales are slimy. There's some really good people uh, in that business, just like every industry there's good and bad. And I like to think that everyone I was associated with for the most part was good. And we definitely operated in a, a very high moral capacity. Um, but there's a really cool trick that we learned and that's taking deposits. And so... Uh, we I figured out that, you know, if someone was interested in a car, it could be a $50,000 car. And if they, if I could get them to leave a $100 deposit with me, they would come back every single time. But if they couldn't get them to leave a deposit, that person might never come back. And I saw this over and over and over again. And that's what, so we do that in our business. So we find ways to justify taking deposits when we're able to. Sometimes they're super justified, right? Like maybe we have limited access to a particular program uh, maybe it's a coaching program and like literally we can only have so many slots. And so if someone doesn't leave us a deposit, we're going to like that spot is still open. But if they do, we'll maybe hold it for 24 hours or 48 hours or whatever the case might be. Or maybe we have a price discount and we can hold that with a deposit. Whatever the case is, we're always going to try, and I suggest you do too, always try to take some sort of a deposit because it's going to hold that person to that conversation. So at a bare minimum, you're going to have uh, another conversation with them. And secondly, they're going to actually do what they said when they said they need to get off the phone. So the only reason that you would take a deposit is if for whatever reason, they're not going to close today. They're not going to get enrolled today. So that means that they need to probably do some sort of work. They need to do homework. They need to think about it. They need to do some more studying. They need to get their money together, whatever, but they're not signing up today. So that means I got to talk to them again. So if I take the deposit, I have a really, really high chance, like 90% chance plus of speaking to them again. And number two, I have a really, really high chance of them actually doing whatever work they said they were going to do, such as put the money together, talk to their spouse, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So with that, guys, I'm telling you, if you just implement, now this the first one, honestly, most people just do a little bit of homework, make sure you get that one squared away. A lot of people can figure that one out, but the real, if you're really detail-oriented, you need to hear what I just said about just processing enrollments and figuring it out on the back end. Most people, like 75% of people, aren't super detail-oriented. So if you're the 25% that is, listen to that. If you're the 75% that isn't, then just you know prepare yourself for that. And all categories, 
listen to the deposit section that I just kind of mentioned. So figure out ways to take deposits. I promise you it will increase your enrollment rate if you can do that effectively uh, because, well, obviously. All right, so with that, guys, hopefully that made sense. Um, I got to run here now, get some other things before uh, the day, and uh, we'll talk soon.